All right, how many is ready for the word of God? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this word. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus, everyone said amen and amen. Praise God. Well, I'm so thankful for our team that served today. You can go ahead and cut that music, guys. Uh, give it up for our praise team, everybody. I tell you. I love them so much, and they're so faithful, and they just did such a wonderful job today. So I'm excited to be back. Last week was amazing. Our five-year celebration was so special. I know you guys enjoyed it. My brother and um, my sister-in-law, they had a wonderful time here, and they've asked to come back once a year. <laughs> That's how much they love you. So I say, let's do it. Amen. Uh, the only thing my brother asked is if we, he can come back in the winter time because he's not having this hot weather in Arizona. But um, anyway, I'm excited. I believe that something very special shifted in our church. And just to have my, some of my family member here to be a part of what God's doing was just such an honor. So I'm so glad that we got to do that together. Amen? Amen. But how many is ready for the next five to see what God's going to do? I tell you, just get ready for the next six months because I know in my spirit God is moving and accelerating and he's doing something very special. And so God has given me a message over the next few weeks to really charge us as a church. I want to cast a lot of vision in what I believe God is doing in this house and is going to do. And I also want to stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. And my message is, is called From Me to We. And not eliminating the me part of this, but the importance of, yes, you have dreams and desires, but also there's things we need to do as a church together. And I believe they go hand in hand. So as I'm sharing over the next few weeks, I just want God to really activate some things on the inside of you. Because I believe if God can activate the faith of you, it'll activate the faith of we, and we'll do great things for Jesus. Amen. And I believe there are things on the inside of you that God wants to awaken. There are dreams. There are things that you have put on the back burner. There's things that went on delay in your life because the, the world did shift a couple years ago. But God wants us to put those in the forefront. There are some things that God has spoken to you. There's some prophetic words that have gone unanswered in your season. And God wants you to get your faith out there so that you can see the promises of God fulfilled. Amen. So my part of my message this week is called faith-filled big thinking. So I believe God wants you to activate your faith and start thinking big. And I believe that maybe because the world changed, our faith and our thinking big went really small. Because we weren't sure of our capacity. We weren't sure of what we could do. So everything that we're believing God for maybe went small instead of going big. And God is saying it's time to think big again. It's time to get our faith activated. And it's time to begin to step out in faith and do what God's called you to do and this church to do by faith, even when you don't see it. Amen. And I'm really praying that God's going to activate you in this next couple of weeks because God wants you to walk in the supernatural. It's time for us as the church to stop doing things that we do to respond in the natural. We need to do those things, but God wants us to get our faith out there so the supernatural can begin to be activated. Amen. Getting debt free, that might take some supernatural faith. Amen. 
Doing things that's in your heart is going to require the supernatural. And I want God to really awaken that on the inside of you. You need some breakthroughs. You need some healings. You need some freedom. You need some favor. Your faith is what's going to activate those things in your life. It's not enough just to sit back and go, well, I wish that would change. I hope that would change. Well, I fasted about that last year and it didn't come to pass. No, God's saying, raise up your faith now. Amen. Get it activated because the Holy Spirit responds to our faith. He doesn't respond to our emotions or our wishes or our desires or you should do that. No, he responds to our faith. Amen. So I'm praying that God's going to build your faith so strong over the next few weeks that it's going to build the our faith of our church and we're going to begin to see things move in the supernatural. Amen. There's something about the we when we come together. You know, you can pray alone. I walk and pray, and it's wonderful. But when we come together at corporate prayer and we pray together, there's something supernatural that takes place. There's a power of agreement. Amen. You really feel like you're touching the heart of God when we're doing something together. And I, I want to speak this over us today. You can put that uh, first quote I have. We at Faith Builders, this is what we are and what we stand for. We are faith-filled, first of all. We're going to do things in this season that are going to step out by faith. I have some things God has been speaking over me, uh, to me over the last couple months that I'm going to start presenting to you. And my faith is getting big. And I'm putting it way out there. We are big thinking. Amen. You are big thinking. God wants you to start thinking big for your life. We're going to bet the farm risk takers. We're going to step out and we're going to be courageous even if we're afraid that we're going to fail. We will never insult God with small thinking or safe living. Now that's a good mission statement to have. Amen. If you want to screenshot that and speak that over your life. We are faith-filled, big thinking, bet the farm, risk takers. We will never insult God with small thinking or safe living. Because when you do, you limit the power of God in your life. How many is ready for God to manifest some big things in your life, supernatural things? I am too. When you look in the Old Testament, when the children of Israel were obedient to what God called them to do, it was pretty amazing. Five people in the Old Testament could defeat 100 people. 100 people could defeat 1,000 people. How many think that's, that's pretty good? But when God joined Israel, when God became a part, one could destroy 1,000 when God became a part, two could destroy 10,000. When your faith is connected to what God is going to do in this season, what would be baby steps, and you feel like God's barely moving, when God joins you with your faith, the supernatural begins to take over. God is not about addition. Come on, somebody. God is about multiplication. We need some multiplication in our life. I need some exceedingly abundantly what God wants to do in your life and in my life personally. Amen. I have a vision for this church, and I'm seeking God for the impossible. I'm believing God for miracles. I believe that what God is doing, faith builders, in faith builders will be a generation will know who God is. Amen. This city will know who God is. I want to share with you this morning quickly two stories as we set up the foundation of this teaching about Jesus. And in these two teachings that we're going to look at scripture, he was amazed two different times. But he also was amazed in two different ways. 
they were different ends of the spectrum as we look at this. So the first story, don't put the scripture up yet. I want to set the foundation. But in the first story, in, um, Jesus was showing up in his own hometown. He was showing up where people knew who he was. Amen. And he began to teach. And he began to share his wisdom. And, and they would look at Jesus and be like, we are so awed by his wisdom. And I'm going to go ahead. Let's look at that scripture verse in Mark chapter 6. And we're going to start in verse 2, I believe. And it says this, when the Sabbath day had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. This is Jesus in his own hometown. Many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did these, this, this man get these things? And what, what wisdom is this which is given to him that he, sorry, this is like a tough translation. Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Don't move it. What are they saying? They're seeing this man that they don't recognize who he is yet. And they said, he's got such great wisdom. He's sharing about the mighty miracles that he performs. This kind of reminds me sometimes when a guest speaker will come into our house. And they'll begin to share the word of God. And you're like, praise God. Like, it's the first time you've ever heard that word before. You're like shouting them down. And I'm like, praise God. But I'm like, I actually taught that a couple weeks ago. But it's okay. It's good. I'm glad you're catching it now. Why? Because you are, you're not uh, familiar with that speaker. So they're looking at this man going, whoa, there's something about him. But let's go to the next verse. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James? I don't know how to say his name. Joseph, Judas, and Simon are not his sisters here with us. <clears throat> so they were offended at him. Can you bring me my water, please? Thank you so much. What happened? <clears throat> it went from this amazing wisdom, his miracles, his signs, and his wonders, and what did they do? They made Jesus common. The man that could have performed miracles in their life, the man that could have changed and shifted everything about them, they, they said, that's wonderful, but isn't that just Jesus? Isn't that just the carpenter? Isn't that just his siblings? And I'm afraid that in the church, because we're so familiar with God, we're so familiar with his anointing, we're so familiar with the presence of God, that we have made the power of God common in our life. The same God heals today. The same God delivers, frees, gives you favor, supernatural breakthrough, debt cancellation, anointing. The power of God is still alive, but I believe in our lives we've made Jesus common, and we don't see him as the great I am anymore. We don't see him as the victor. We may preach and, you know, shout loud at a message, but we go home and we see every circumstance that we face, and we've lost sight of who Jesus is and the power of the Holy Spirit. Because we've made him common. We've made worship familiar. We've made the word of God, which you're, you're a word-receiving church, but sometimes we can even make the word familiar because we do this every week. Right? We've got to be careful that in our walk we don't make our life so familiar that we've not activated faith. And you can have a good message and you can have a good worship service, but that doesn't mean faith is active in your heart because only faith releases miracles in your life. So let's look at verse 5. What happened because Jesus was familiar? 
Jesus could not do any miracles there. The only thing that brings miracles is your faith. He said, except lay his hands on a few sick and people healed him. Hey, in our church, we have some miracles. We have some beautiful things that's happening. But do we have the supernatural? Do we really have that breakthrough, supernatural power of God where people are pounding the house of the Lord to get saved and delivered and filled with the Holy Spirit? No, we've made him common. He said, I can't do anything. Not that he's not able, but he can't because we limit God's power with our lack of faith. He said he was amazed. So here's his first amazement. He was amazed at them. At what? Their lack of faith. He's like, I'm here. I'm standing before you. But you don't believe that I have the power to do what I said I could do. Amen. You didn't, they didn't believe that he was who he said that he was. They made him common. Let's look at the second time Jesus was amazed. This is the story of the centurion. And many of you know the story. The centurion's servant was dying, someone very dear to him. Now, a centurion was somebody that the Jews probably didn't really like because he did harm to them. But they showed, this, the servant showed up and said, Jesus, we need my servant to be healed. The centurion didn't even go. He sent before them, right? He said, this is what the centurion said, I know authority. He said, I'm a man of authority, but I'm also a man under authority. Can you already see the difference of this centurion? Say, you have to know that you are a person of authority and you are a person under authority. And when you know that, the centurion said, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. He said, just say the word and I know my servant will be healed. He said, I know the authority that you carry, Jesus. I know who you are. I'm not familiar with you. I'm not too great to submit to the anointing of Jesus. If you'll just say the word from afar, I will move my active faith, and I believe you'll heal my servant. And that servant was healed because Jesus just said the word. Now let's look at Mark, um, excuse me, Luke 7, 9. When Jesus heard that the centurion said, don't come to my house, he said he was amazed at him. There it is again. He was amazed, and turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. So he was amazed at their lack of faith and could do nothing, and he was amazed at their great faith, and he moved a miracle. If God is looking into our lives in this moment, what is he amazed at? Is he amazed at the faith that you're walking into? Or is he amazed like, why aren't they remembering who they are? Why aren't they remembering who they belong to and the power of my word that is activated in their life? Amen. The centurion was understanding and responding to the authority of that word. Would Jesus be amazed at our great faith this morning? Would he look into our life and be like, man, they are stretching themselves. They are putting themselves out there. You know, when you have faith for God to do something, it's almost embarrassing what you're believing God for. You almost don't even want to say it out loud because you're like, if anybody heard what's in my heart, they will think I'm crazy and lost my mind. And there's sometimes you don't need to tell people what you're believing God for because they may spit on your dream and they may try to discourage you. But as long as your faith is activated and say, I'm going to take what I'm believing God that's way down here and I'm going to bring it way up here. I'm going to stretch it out there and say, God, I'm going to believe as big as I can believe and I'm going to trust you to do what you say that you can do. Amen. 
So I want to put up a scale up there this morning, just a little scale for you to look at is how big is your faith today on a 1 to 10? This is just between you and God, you know, activating where are you and what you're really believing God for. You know, if Jesus was to look, what great step of faith did you take this week? Because we can gauge this week, maybe the last couple weeks. Did you do something that was bold and daring that if God didn't come through, it wouldn't have happened? It's okay if you didn't. You just can kind of see where the spectrum of your faith is today. What prayers did you pray this week that were so faith-filled, amen, that were so out there that if God answered them, it would blow your mind? If God fulfilled these prayers that you're, you're putting out there by faith, what spectrum of 1 to 10 are your prayers being prayed? Because if our prayers are full of faith, and if what we're believing God is full of faith, we will change the world for Jesus. Amen? And many of us, I know you pray, pray things of faith, but if we're out there, people are going to begin to get saved. We walked every Wednesday for six weeks calling this city to Jesus. I believe those prayers are going to be answered. I believe that if our prayers are out there, orphans will be adopted. Churches will be full. People would be getting healed, delivered, and changed and transformed if our faith is way out there. Amen? But if we're not seeing that, some of us, like, our prayers are like, Lord, bless this food and cancel all the calories. I pray them, hallelujah, by faith. It doesn't work, but... We make, how many thank Jesus for that front row parking spot at Target? You're like, praise God, I got favor. And I love that. I do pray for that. We pray for traveling mercies. Well, 99% of the time you're going to have traveling mercies. Nothing wrong with those prayers, but are we praying prayers of faith? Are we praying earth-shaking, God-supernatural-moving prayers of faith in this season? We don't have to wait to January 1 to get our journal out and say, you know what, God, I'm going big this year. I'm going big as your pastor, and I'll share some things in a minute. I'm going big personally in my life because I believe faith is the only thing that is really going to manufacture this in our life. Amen. Okay, so let's talk about three points this morning. Number one, if you want to step out by faith, you cannot play it safe and please God. You got to get out of that safety zone. Hebrews eleven six says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, and many loves you, but God moves and He's pleased by the faith that we're trusting in Him. If you can do everything within your own power, you are not living by faith. If you're doing, you say, I can do this to get that. That is not faith. Faith is saying, God, I'm throwing this out there. I'm trusting you. I'm either going to sink, you know, and die believing you, or you're going to resurrect your power in my life. And what happens when we put our faith out there, we as Christians, we have this challenge of we put on this religious Jesus face like, yes, I still trust God. Yes, I'm still believing the Lord. And really on the inside, our faith is shaken. When you're putting your faith out there, you're never going to feel in the moment like, praise God, my faith is so amazing. No, you're going to be tested. There's going to be doubt on the inside of you. When you have things that you're really believing God for, your knees are going to be shaken. You're going to be like Elijah that wanted the rain to come and put your head between your knees and go, God, I know you spoke this to me. God, this word was from you. And you wake up the next day and go, oh, I hope, I hope you did say that, God. 
God, you know, that's faith. And there's nothing wrong when you declare and say, I'm believing God for so big. Maybe you want to buy a home this year. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to write songs. I don't know what's on the inside of you. But there are things that God placed in you that he wants to perform his word over your life. And you're going to have to be willing to step out by faith and do it scared. And say, God, this is only going to happen if you show up and make it happen in my life. But I'm going to stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Because I'm telling you, God wants to give you what you desire more than you desire it. He's just waiting for you to stay up and stand up and say, yes, Lord. I am going to fight this battle and I'm receiving all the blessings you have for my life. When I was a youth pastor, I took the kids to this youth camp up north, and uh, all the kids were like, we're going to go ziplining. And I'm a very adventurous person, so I'm like, yeah, me too, let's go ziplining. So no joke, I watched teenager after teenager, the cl- we had to climb this rickety old tree, okay, with like, I don't know who put the board, just like going to the local circus at like a Target parking lot, you're like, I'm not getting on any of those rides, because you never know what druggie put that thing together, I'm just saying, it's scary. I know, don't be offended at me, but it is scary. So anyway, here's the tree, and you got these wooden boards, and the kids are going, I'm like, yeah, I'm cheering them on. Yeah, you're awesome, you know, until it was my turn to climb the tree. And I did not anticipate after my first couple blocks, I got terrified in fear. I mean, just terrified. And I'm like, I can't quit. I'm their youth pastor. I've been like, you can do it. Every kid that was scared, oh, don't be afraid, you got it. Now I'm paralyzed with fear. And I have this decision. I either stop and I don't do it or I press through in fear. And I'm telling you, I cla- tears. They didn't even know it. Tears. Every time I went higher on that tree, higher on that tree. And they zip, you know, put me in my little suit and got me all tied in. And they're like, all you got to do is just run and jump. But I'm going, there's no way I can run. <laughs> there's no way I can run and jump off this tree. It was so high in the air. But I thought to myself, if I just don't run and do it. I will turn around and go back. So I ran, I ran so fast and screamed the whole way, terrified. No sooner jumped, you know, and the wire caught me. And then I was like, yes, this is awesome. I was like, yeah, I can't wait to do it again, amen. Some of us need to get on the platform and jump off. Step out by faith. Do it afraid. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about failing. You've got to step out by faith and begin to believe God for those scary things. I remember when blogs were popular a few years ago, and I um, remember blogging. is like many years ago, actually. And I'm like, I'm going to write a blog. And I wrote this blog, and I was terrified to post it. I'm like, nobody's going to like it. It's embarrassing. I'm, I'm not going to do it. And finally one day, I'm like, I just went click. I hit send, and I posted it. I'm like, oh, I'm so terrified. I was so afraid of rejection. You know how we are. And I went back on the next day, and there was so many. Thank you for that. Thank you. Oh, this blessed me. Oh, this touched my heart. Sometimes you just got to do things afraid. Trust God. Start writing that book. Start doing that thing. If you want to start your own company, get your faith out there and begin to trust God. Amen. Peter walked on the water. We all know the story. He's the one who failed and sunk. But guess what? Nobody else got out of the boat. We're still talking about it all these years later because he got out of the boat. Don't worry about failing. Amen. Don't be afraid. Don't let your fear take over to stop what God wants to do in your life. 
Our fear of failure will keep us from taking that step of faith. And I've always said this, if you fail, fail forward. But John Maxwell teaches that. Don't worry about failing. People, people often think that failing means missing God. That is not true. Failing is our first step to discovering God. You know? You got to step out. And you go, well, I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. That's why you take that step of faith to find out. God will be there in that midnight hour to pick you up. Amen. If you think about the parable of the minas or whatever they're called, the talents, it was so amazing because the five talents that the master gave him turned it into five. And he said, he said this, you were faithful over a few. I'll make you a ruler of much. He was blessed for his faith. He was blessed for using what God gave him. Some of you may go, well, I only got the two or I only got the one. And you feel like it's not enough of what God can do. But you do something with what he gave you. He sees your faith and he goes, I want to bless him again. And I'm going to bless him again. Why? Because you're activating the faith that he gave you inside of your heart. The two, he gave two. And he said, you were faithful over a few. I'm going to make you a ruler over much. But what did the guy do who had one? He buried it. Why did he bury it? Scripture says, because I was afraid. See, we don't step out in faith because we're afraid. We're afraid to trust God because what if I fail? I always say this, if you're not failing, you're playing it way too safe. A good leader and a good person who will trust God, you will fail. I've been in ministry for 33 years. I've made plenty of mistakes, but at least I was getting out of the boat. And I did it with the heart that says, God, I want to trust you. I'm going to trust you with these decisions. We may not always get, get it right, but God will be there right there to sweep you up and get you right back where you need to be because that is the beauty of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with that, remember, God is always with you. When you are walking in faith, he doesn't leave you. And I want to, leave, I want to um, share Isaiah 30, verse 21 with you. And it says this, whether you turn to the right or to the left, you have that one? Your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Jesus is standing right behind you. He's your co-partner in what you're believing him for. You don't know where to go. He says, I'm behind you. I'm saying, go left, go right. Trust me here, give here, sow here, do all these obedient. God will lead you every direction that you need to go, amen? All right, number two, as long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. As long as there's a guarantee, I work nine to five, I get that paycheck, that's awesome, but that's not faith. I'm guaranteed that check's going to show up in my bank account because that's what I work for, amen? Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, faith is the confidence of what we hope for will actually happen. That means I'm trusting God big time when I do this thing. It gives us the assurance about the things we cannot see. See, I'm going to trust in God that he'll do the impossible for what I'm believing him to do in my life. How many remember back in the school days when you'd pass notes to each other? How many remember the note days? Young people, you don't remember this so much. But we used to pass pieces of paper around, and I would get notes from boys in school. And to play it safe, this was something they used to do back in the day. They would write a note that says, if I asked you to go out with me, not will you go out with me. They're playing it safe. If I was to ask you, and then their best friend delivered it. Remember, they didn't even have the courage to deliver it. 
if I ask you to be my girlfriend, will you say yes? Remember there was a box? No. Right? And I, I would get that yes or no, and I'd do a box. I'd be like, maybe. Like, that wasn't even an option, but I don't know. Maybe I'll be your boyfriend, right? Playing hard to get. We do that with God. Will you obey me? Maybe. Maybe, God. I'm not quite sure. Amen. You, listen to this. You can have faith or you can have control, but you can't have both. you got to let go of control. And listen, when, when you're putting your faith out there, it may not happen overnight. It's okay. Trust God in the process. Trust God in the timing of the way he's working things out. As a church, I'm believing God for some big things. I'm going to be having a vision meeting with our pastor and elder team and then with our church. But I'm believing God that this church is going to make room for 1,000 people. There's no doubt in my mind that's going to happen. I'm putting my faith out there. It's time for this church to move forward. It's time for us to do what God's called us to do. And God's going to speak to me what we need to do to make that happen. I'm going to make some decisions by faith. I'm going to do some things to get us where God wants us to go. And that's why I want you to get your faith up there. Amen. I believe we're going to go to two services very soon. I believe this church is going to be packed with people who are ready for the power and the move of God. So we need to get ready, church. One other big thing I'm believing God for is we are a debt-free church, but we don't own our land and building. I'm believing we're going to pay this land off, and we're going to be debt-free so that everything we do, resources, can go into building the kingdom of God. That's ridiculous faith. I don't know how God's going to do it, but guess what? I'm trusting him at his word. And I'm going to put that same faith in you to trust God for your church that we're going to do great things for God. What do you want from God? Do you want your business to prosper? Get your faith out there. You want to start a business, write a book, make an investment. You want to commit to tithe and give in this season, get a new job, whatever you want to do. But there's something that we say in life, and you guys know the saying, it's ready, aim, fire. And with Jesus, sometimes it's fire, ready, aim. It's faith. Sometimes you just step out and say, God, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to trust you. My first time that I went uh, downhill skiing, has anybody been downhill snow skiing? So I went many years ago. I haven't been in quite a long time. But my friends who I hung out with were very outdoor activists. I was like a perfect Aquanet hairspray hair girl. Perfect clothes, makeup was always perfect, and my circle of friends were skiers, water skiers, you know, played football in the park, and so I had to adjust myself, and I quickly became like an outdoors person, but my friends were very active on the hills, the ski hills, so we went, listen, my first time downhill skiing was on a New Year's Eve night at 11 o'clock at night, at night, I've never had a pair of skis on, I've never gone down a hill in my life, and guess what, as soon as my friends got there, they were gone. They wanted their big moguls and their high heels. And I'm like, I'm all by myself. And I'm like, well, I'm going to ski. Gosh darn it. I was terrified. So I got my skis and I mustered up enough courage to get on the ski lift, right? So I'm on the ski lift 11 o'clock at night by myself. And you know, if you don't jump off the ski lift, it like will lock up and stop the whole ski lift and then they make you get off. So I kept thinking, jump, Barb, jump, Barb. Well, guess what? I didn't jump. I was terrified. So the whole lift shot, you know, did this. And I got panicky, and I just jumped really quick, didn't know what I was doing. And there's, like, this hill that goes down to more of a flat level. So I go down. Little do I know, there's, like, 10 professional skiers standing there. I end up as a pie in the middle of their pile. 
and my skis are crisscrossed in their skis. Now, it was horribly embarrassing. So, and, and they were not tolerant. They were so rude and snotty. And so I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm trying to unlock my skis. I literally had to take my skis off, maneuver them out, and get away from this group of people. And so finally I got away from them. And I put my skis back on. I did not know there was, like, levels of hills. So there's your little one, you know, baby, and the next one. So guess which hill I picked? No, the mogul hill. If you don't know what moguls are, they're literally purposely lumps like this. And those are for professional people, not for a first-time skier in the dark. I And I'm going, oh, my gosh, I'm in these moles. So I'm, like, trying to hit these moles. I don't know what I'm doing. I go flying. There's people behind me. All I kept thinking, this was my mind, I'm about to flip over, and I'm like, don't let the skis hit my face because I don't want my face to be hit by this. So I started doing this cartwheel, literally. <laughs> and it was like it went as, no. I went in slow-mo, and I did this double cartwheel and kind of slid to a stop, and all these people were around me, and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay, and they were like, that was the most graceful fall we have ever seen in our life, <laughs> and I couldn't admit, like, I only did it because I didn't want my face to get smacked with the skis, you know, but that's the kind of steps of faith we need to take. Be willing to get off the edge. Be willing to do things afraid because God will show up in those moments. Amen? All right, number three. To step towards your destiny, you have to step away from feeling safe. You have to step away from security in your life. Amen? Let's look at Hebrews 11 verse 8. It says this, By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. See, there's things you're going to have to do that you may not know what the next step is. You only know what step one is, trusting God. But God will lead you along the way. We have to remember that Jesus, when we keep our eyes on him, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. So where you're stepping out in this season, God's already penned it. He's already wrote it for you. He already has the miracle waiting for you. He already has the favor. He has the divine appointment. He has what you need and what you lack. But if we aren't putting our faith out there, all the blessings are stored up somewhere that God's like, if you'll just activate your faith, I'm going to release a blessing that's going to blow your mind. It's almost like it's just hold up like this. And as soon as God sees your faith, the wall's coming down and everything's going to begin to take over in your life. Amen. That's the blessings of God. You have to remember, you have the power of God. You have access to the power of God living on the inside of you. The Bible says you have the same spirit in you that raised Christ from the dead. You have the ability to resurrect your dreams and your desires and your prophecies and all that you're longing for. But you have to remember, it's God on the inside of you. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 says this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think, ask, we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. You need a promotion? Get your faith out there. You need a pay raise? Get your faith out there. You need breakthrough? Get your faith out there. Quit doing one plus one equals two. Because we're unhappy if we're just doing one plus one. We're, where are you, God? Where's the breakthrough? God's, uh-uh. I want you to do the supernatural. Trust me for those big things in your life, amen. I don't know what you want to believe God for in your life. 
I believe we need to step up and start sharing our faith. I think our family members and our coworkers need to hear about Jesus. I believe we need to step out and invite someone to church. Well, what, what will they do? Will they reject me? I don't know. You might get the box yes, no, or maybe. But you don't have to know the answer. You just have to step out by faith. Maybe you want to start giving and tithing and blessing the church, and it's scary for you, and you're not sure, well, what's going to happen? Trust God and do what God's asking you to do. Amen? Trust God. Maybe you're called to serve in the faith kids. The 4.0 ministry, we have a group of 12 boys who would really do well by having some strong male authority back there. Having men leading and guiding and, and nurturing them and, instead of the women always leading and guiding this generation. Maybe God says, I want you to step out by faith and start helping in that ministry. Maybe you have photography. We would love to have a photographer ministry so people outside of these four walls can see what God is doing in this house. Amen. Maybe you're a musician or a singer or you know a keyboardist or someone that can do something for Jesus. Let's step out by faith and start asking people to do what God's called them to do, amen. There's something on the inside of you that's burning that God wants to awaken. We'll put this up there. Your faith is not, your faith is not in the outcome you want. Your faith is in the faithfulness of God. Okay? It's not about you. It's about what God is looking for. Amen. As faith begins to grow in this church and in you, I believe that faith will begin to grow in the church. And we'll realize that we are the church of Jesus Christ. You know, in this house, we've had faith to pray together. That's faith and unity. In this house, house, we've had faith to fast together. And we've done that and we'll continue to do that. And as we begin to bring that unity together, now we'll realize we are a faith-thinking, walking church of Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll be thinking like a big church. We'll be thinking that God has a, a mission and a vision for this house, that this house has a great commission. It's not called to be the same church that it was last year. This, call, this church is called to do something great for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. When God looks at our church, I want God to say there's big faith in that house. There's big faith in your homes and there's big faith in this house. Amen. I want to close with this. When um, the children of Israel went into the promised land, they were so focused by what they were walking in and seeing. Sometimes it will be so easy to look at the giants, look at the things that overwhelm you in your life. But you can't forget when you walk into situations that overwhelm you and are fearful, you can't forget what you're walking in with. You are walking in with God. You are walking in with the anointing. You are walking in with faith, and that's how you defeat the giants. That's how you eliminate doubt and fear in your life when you remember who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's close with this mission statement once again. I'm going to pray over you guys to ignite some faith on the inside of you. We are faith-filled, big-thinking, bet-the-farm risk-takers. We will never insult God with small thinking or safe living. Amen. And I'm going to pray that over you this morning. Hallelujah. 
I want you just to lift your hands. If you're believing God for some things, you want some breakthrough miracles, supernatural giving, blessings, favor over your life, your marriage, your children, whatever it is today, I just want you to get that inside of your heart right now. So, Father God, I thank you that in this moment you are igniting faith in the heart of every person here. Father, any discouragement, any lies of the enemy, any residue of the last two years that makes them feel handicapped, God, I ask that you would shatter that off of them in the name of Jesus and that, God, you would give and release the gift of faith over everyone here this morning. Activate our faith for miracles, for the supernatural, through, for breakthrough, Father God. And we just decree it a thing. And, God, not only in our personal lives, but we call this church to be activated by the Holy Spirit, that we will be a church that God will believe for big things. We're believing for a full house. We're believing for this city to be touched by the Holy Spirit. We're believing for signs, wonders, and miracles. God, we're not going to settle and camp where we're at, Father God, but we're going to lift up our tents. We're going to lift up our comfort zone. We're going to lift up, Father God, the things that we have planted, and we're going to say, God, we're moving forward to do your will, to do your plan, to fulfill your assignment in this house and in this city and in every family member's lives, Father God. I thank you for that, and I decree it in Jesus' name. And I want to give everyone the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life today. I don't know where you're at. And Titus, you can go ahead and play that music. I don't know where you're at when you came into this house today. Maybe you just need to make some things right with the Lord. Maybe you need to come to Jesus for the very first time. Maybe you're like, God, I'm going to give my doubt and unbelief to you today. Maybe you just feel so hopeless. And you're like, God, I'm going to surrender it to you today. I want you just to repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm asking you, first of all, forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And I want everybody to repeat this after me. Say, God, activate my faith, my dreams, and my desires. This is the year of supernatural over my life and I thank you for it in the precious name of Jesus amen and amen give the Lord a praise this morning <laughs> hallelujah let's believe God for some big things amen and be an inviter to your church invite your friends invite your co-workers invite those to the house of the Lord amen just let them come and they'll be touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, I love you all. I'm going to welcome Pastor Lonnie to receive our offering.